You're listening to The Occupational Philosophers with Simon Banks and John Rice. And welcome again to another episode of The Occupational Philosophers, the not-so-serious business podcast to spark creativity, curiosity and imagination, both at work and at home. And this week, a little in-betweeners episode, a little morsel of joy from John and I between our longer episodes to keep your week chugging along. Hey, 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 John. What's happening? Hello, Simon. What's happening? Um, well, I was still reflecting on some of the holiday experiences I had. After we went to Edinburgh Fringe, we then travelled on up to Shetland and Orkney Islands, which are the, as you probably might know, are the northernmost parts of the UK. So you can't go any further north. So yeah. we went to the very edge of it. And so what you have there is beautifully preserved, really fascinating Iron Age, Stone Age, Bronze Age, Neolithic sites, beautifully preserved that show life as was lived by people back in those times, by a Neolithic man, for example. And this got me thinking about innate human need to create because when we were at a place called Skara Bray which is incredible it is 5,000 years old so to put that in context yeah. that is older than the pyramids Stonehenge all of that go way okay. way way back you can go back right. another millennia beyond before uh-huh, pyramids. Okay. So this is this is old <laughs> and um, yeah. what did we find we found these beautifully preserved round stone built houses that would have been thatched and turfed or whatever and inside were well-preserved rooms that they lived in they had beds they had sideboards they had display cabinets televisions (laughs) televisions made of stone (laughs) i mean everything was made of stone so you question the comfort to some degree but nonetheless they were making this place not just surviving but they were living sort of and thinking about how they lived and it was wonderful to see But the most important thing that's pertinent to this podcast is they were creative. So outside of the things they needed to build and construct and make to survive, they were making Mm. jewellery. They were making dice to play games. They were making things that they would wear around on their clothing, almost like brooches and things. Yeah. Again, fashion from bone and fashion from stone or whatever, or pebbles or whatever. But nonetheless, wow, outside of all the things they need to do to satisfy their basic human needs of survival, like shelter and warmth and food, they still found time and had the desire to create. And that, I thought, was amazing. To create is to be human, John. To create is to be human. And I'm sure we've spoken about this before, but we are born. So we eat, we breathe, we walk and we talk and we create. However, we drop the create. You know what I mean? Like We do all the other stuff. We do all that other things, but all of a sudden we just drop the create. And it's kind of had me thinking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which I know we might 
know, obviously, through some of the work that we do, and it might not be as familiar to other listeners, but this is the idea. John's drawing a little triangle yes, here. Yes, if one can imagine a pyramid, this works brilliant <laughs> on radio or podcast, but I am drawing a triangle that has layers in it. Yeah. The idea that was proposed by Abraham Maslow was that there was a certain level of needs that needed to be satisfied for us to progress up this pyramid, and you would start with those basic survival needs, and you would go through to the uppermost part of the pyramid, which he sort of termed self-actualization and that is where you started then to reach your potential as a human being in terms of thought and creativity and things that you would give back because that was who you were and your innate talents were suddenly brought forth to the world because your other needs were locked your up, other needs right? were being met yeah and ah, so what right. i thought was really interesting and comes back to your point we're going to circle around in a minute is that even in these tough conditions where perhaps maybe all their needs were being met, but nonetheless, in the harshest, most desolate of climates and things, trying to find mammoth to eat, to survive, to grow yeah. grain in this windswept landscape, they still then went, oh, do you know what? Anybody fancy a game of dice? <laughs> hey, <Yeah. laughs> not tonight, Ugg. I fancy a game of backgammon. Well, funny you say that. I fashioned yeah. these small circular discs out of stones and off they go. Of course, their mum would come in and say, Ugh, Toff, what are you doing? Get out there and catch some more food. But they had still this desire to create and play and imagine. Yeah. To be able to do that in the first place. So for me, that was fascinating. And to your point then, why is it then we lose that? Because you go, wait, in our era, we've got everything. And yet, with all of that, somehow that creativity can sometimes wither away a bit and you go... That absolutely shouldn't be the case if it can thrive in the most adverse conditions. Yeah, well, you think around Australia's indigenous population, 60,000 years old, we've been inhabiting uh, Australia for, and, you know, artworks, it goes almost back to that beginning of time. So even pre these Neolithic times by like, you know, times 10 almost, uh, they've been creating art since beginning time or creating things like making creating making sense making meaning and doing something because it feels good to create not because it was intrinsically linked to survival or maybe they looked at their survival differently if you were to survive you had to achieve that higher purpose and connect your heart body mind gut soul all of those slightly more woo-woo things which we may sort of push away Uh, i think we recognize there's probably an episode in this simon that we'll look at what it is to create, why humans create. And I know we've got some good material we're going to explore in a big episode rather than this in-betweener one. Yeah, and if you think about it, since the beginning of time, humans have been, we've been collaborating, we've been connecting, we've been forming communities, and those communities have been making things together. So, yeah, I really like this concept. And think about music, like why has music never stopped? Like go back, I don't know, three, four, every Indigenous culture around the world has got their own songs, their own dance, their own artwork. So this is more than just a Western thing or, more. you know, I mean, no matter where you are in the world, you sing, you dance and you create. And think around music, why do people still make music? Because there's something in us that says, you know, there's a song inside us wanting to get out or something wanting to get out, if I would say, John, if we listen to it. I've got a song inside me and it usually comes out if I'm drunk and in a karaoke bar. But that said, let's go to tie this into the not so serious business part of this podcast. My final thought then was, what does this all mean? Well, I'm often working in organisations, as I'm sure you are, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are working in organisations where the pressure is on, there is challenge, 
there is a real sense of we're up against it, adverse conditions. And that can shut down creative thought, innovative thought, curiosity. And I suppose the encouragement is to say, look, if 5,000 years ago, when they were trying to capture mammoths, <laughs> they could still find time to fashion jewelry and make dice, maybe we can in our organisations, even when times are tough, not lose sight of the fact that we are creative, we are curious, we are innovative, and still find the time to do that, as well as satisfy our basic needs for profit <laughs> and warmth and shelter and food. <laughs> so I, I almost frame it in even a more simplistic way, is no matter how much bad shit you've got going on, which is, you know, 24-7, really, the way you see people work. It's always under the pump. Don't forget to be human. Yeah, so don't lose your humanity and leave your soul at home or leave it at work or just, you know, forget it. So refresh it, replenish it, and then you can kill more mammoth on a higher yield, which means more tusks for the Christmas <laughs> party. On that note, John, on that note, <laughs> on that mammoth note, <laughs> on the taming of the mammoth, as always, occupationalphilosophers.com. Tell your friends, rate us, like us, especially if you've been threatening to give us a rating and you haven't, you know who you are. And John, as always, play more, have fun, make stuff, stay curious, and date life.